episodes that we yeah. have already gotten pipeline where you plan to work on and it won't be long before we're back together recording so. yes so i got my inspiration for this topic i've all, okay do you know anything about boadicea i want to say yes because i want to sound smart it's okay i don't she's not super well known in the states i would I, say Okay, yeah. Um, I really only know about her from a book that I read, and they talk about her in the book, and it's one of my favorites. But anyway, so her... And you'll talk about that book, I'm sure? I probably have before. But on this podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, wait, are you going to talk about it on this episode? I mean, I can't. It's, not, it's Yeah, the, so what book? I should just the, ask. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was, like, being secretive about that. I wasn't trying... Sorry, guys. So You can't know her. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a very sort of unusual series for me to like, I feel like. It's Cassandra Clare, and she wrote the Mortal Instruments series. I do know what that is. Okay. And okay. then, so those books were good. Like, I enjoyed them, and mm-hmm. I would read them. I mean, I, I read them, and I thought they were entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then there's a trilogy that's sort of a prequel to those called the infernal devices Mm. and it's very different from the sort of stuff i usually read but i loved that trilogy so it's one of the few books i've ever read that made me cry whoa okay yeah and it's just i think it's so yeah but (laughs) so i have a little fandom about the infernal devices i guess but they talk about boadicea in those books and actually the um they talk a lot about London and Wales in the book, so it was cool oh, to go. Good, and yeah. that was, there was a picture of Gary and I standing on Blackfriars Bridge. Mm-hmm. And that was because of those books. Aww. So that was one of my nerd things I wanted to do while we were there. <laughs> one of my nerd things was definitely like, they talk about Kader Idris and Wales. And so I wanted to see Kader Idris. And anyway, so I say all that <laughs> to say, to ask you if you knew anything about Boa Decia. And I've just always, I mean, I'm fascinated by her. And then um, we've become sort of podcast friends with the Unsung Sluts podcast. Mm-hmm. and Which I love. The yeah, name. Yes. And I've listened to a few of their episodes, but their first episode, they talk about Boa Decia. So I oh, wanted nice. to, they pronounce it Boudica. There are different ways to pronounce okay, it. Okay. But I've always heard Boa Decia. So either way. Um, maybe you've heard of Boudica, if not, but we'll just yeah. So I wanted to shout out Stacy and Tabitha from the Unsung hey Sluts podcast because I was listening to that episode and I thought, where is where is she buried? I'm not sure if there's any kind of monument. It'd be yeah. cool to see some sort of monument while I'm in the UK. And yeah. they, I did. They have a monument erected or a statue erected in her honor at Westminster Pier, and so I took pictures of that and saw that, and that so was really you're cool. definitely going to do a blog post. Yeah, good. Because I have pictures. Good. And it was kind of sad to me because there's like this cheesy tourist stand right in front of it and the people just walking around like they're not even oh, interested. Like there, you know, there are all these people that are looking at these like, you know, white men statues oh, celebrating yeah, that course. are that are around it. And then here's Boadicea and her daughter is just getting overlooked. Really good to know that that goes all the like across the <laughs> pond here it's well it, i mean it, it was the tourists happened. so it's not even like londoners it was the tourists there that were like taking pictures of the other statues i feel but. confident saying that's yeah. a european trait <laughs> <laughs> also yeah. i also want to say i'm an unsung, unsung slut yes <laughs> oh for you sure. said with confidence i was like <laughs> Wait, uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without a doubt. Right. So, <laughs> without further ado... Let's do it, do it. Boa to see ya. 
So she, the Iceni tribe, were a, a tribe of Eastern Britain during the Iron Age and early Roman era. Their territory included the area of present-day Norfolk, which is where the arrow points onto the little map oh, that I sent you. So that's where her, their territory was. And it encompassed a little more of that, but that'll give you just sort of a basic okay. idea of where um, their territory was, the tribe, the Iceni tribe. The tribe's economy was largely agricultural with a thriving local pottery industry and evidence of trade in wool. The area was not poor, however, and excavators have discovered, for example, a series of silver and gold hoards at Maidenhall and Thetford, dating from the 2nd to the 4th century. German invaders found settlements in the early 5th century and began the era of Anglo-Saxon England. So, in A.D. 43, so 43 years after Jesus, after his death, yeah, R.I.P., during part one out. or you know rise in peace oh <laughs> girl that's good during claudius's roman invasion of britain most of the celtic tribes were forced to submit the Iceni were a treaty made a treaty with the romans allowing their king to retain some of their traditional power and allow the kingdom their independence for the lifetime of their client king who would then agree to leave his kingdom to rome in his will so you know okay. that way yeah. sort of transitioned the people from being under their own role to the roman role so like we're gonna stay independent until this king dies and then it's yours basically yeah okay so during his rule he married boadicea and had two daughters with her isolda and siora as it was, the complacent king, Prostagus, <laughs> ruled the Iceni from until his death in 60 AD, or yeah, AD 60. He left his kingdom jointly to his wife and daughters and the Roman emperor. However, Roman law only allows inheritance through the male line. So when Prostagus died, his kingdom was annexed. The nobles were taken as slaves. Boadicea was publicly flogged and their daughters were raped. Ooh. This would prove to be the catalyst that would see Boadicea demanding revenge against this brutal invaders of her lands. Okay, so the Romans mm-hmm. did that? Yeah, the and Roman raped invaders who? raped her daughters. Boadicea's daughters. Boadicea's daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's so they, up. yeah, they Super flogged her, cool. took all the their noble people as slaves, and yeah, raped her daughters. So after that, Boadicea united a number of Celtic um, tribes to fight against the Romans and famously succeeded in defeating them in three great battles at Camelunundum, now modern-day Colchester, so A on your map. Okay. Londinium, which is modern London, B. (laughs) And Virulamimum, known as St. Albums, so C. Okay, so the era that you pointed to this started. Yeah, that's that where was where what where, where their tribe was, mm-hmm. and then like the territory that they ruled, and then they were you know battle. The Romans were invading all of Britain, mm-hmm. so that's where the battles took took. So place. that's where oh, which makes sense because they're coastal. Yeah, so there are the those are the three battles that she won against the Romans with you, her, uh, and it's okay if you don't because a lot of inf- information here. But do you have any idea how far apart these battles occurred? I don't. Yeah, okay. That's don't know fine. how far apart they were. Probably a couple of days at least. <laughs> yeah. Because it's 42 to, AD. Yeah. <laughs> and to move all that across, you know, Yeah, everything. not easy, but what a badass. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. So she was a badass warrior queen. I fucking say. Yeah. And so her husband... Whatever. He was already dead. He how? died in 60 AD. And so oh wait so the the deal was made in 42 AD the yeah in the 40s yeah like literal 40s <laughs> the, the actual, the actual 40s, 40s yes 40s. yeah the okay. 40s he met when the romans were invading britain a lot of the tribes in the area were like submitted immediately to the romans but the um but Dicini made a treaty that yeah. They would until stay independent the until the death of Prostagus. Yeah, because he was just kind of complacent and Probably. seemed pretty easy to control. Yeah, okay. So, so this happened, the 
he died in 60 and in the 60. battles began uh, yeah after he passed and he had left his kingdom half to his family are you know joint to run jointly and that didn't really that work out yeah. yeah did this you have a, a will trade? sir <laughs> yeah. will it stand up in a court of law <laughs> evidently not and so so after that the romans came in raped and pillaged and boadicea was like fuck no good we're not gonna put up with this we want to be our own people and she gathered a bunch of different tribes besides the iceni to um to try to battle the romans did her daughter her daughters lived yeah okay. her battle her daughters went to battle with her fuck yeah they yeah. did that's the, i mean girls. their statue depicts the three of them as like warriors with their horses and everything so yeah so they were raped and she was still, flogged yeah and they still that was just like fire yeah inside them exactly good so I'm not good that they're obviously <laughs> no i'm t- no. good i'm proud of their fortitude yeah <laughs> to live on yeah because that's that's a lot to yeah. experience they're yeah. taking their anger yeah <laughs> and they're turning it into positive so anger. here's the statue all right, girls. Oh, that's oh my god! It literally says tickets sold here under it. <laughs> yeah, I see one daughter. Oh, the other one's yeah. Behind there, the other she's okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get a picture of all of it. It's like so that. interesting to me because like, the, uh, it's right there where the London Eye is. So it's Westminster Pier, right next to Westminster Abbey. So statues are always weird because mm-hmm. they're made of one one material mm-hmm. um but it it's and this is jarring to me because it's very fucking rare you see a female yeah on a statue so i'm looking at like the the detail in the gown she's wearing mm-hmm. the, the whatever you would call it um she looks like a badass warrior princess but or queen queen but she um the detail in the gown and then also like breasts mm-hmm. is weird to see on a statue and yeah that, i'm having a moment here yeah. like why the fuck is that weird it's because i've never seen it yeah you know what i mean i love this yeah her hips mm-hmm. like the detail in the hips and her belly yeah i fucking Which love that we'll actually get into a little bit more about the actual statue okay good i yeah. want to this is really fucking cool hey guys i'm here with fan favorite and honorary co-host cameron harrelson the king of sitting with your grief so what's new with you cam hey everybody it's so good to be back here at funeral stories for just a quick shout out and catch up i just wanted to let everyone know that while i have left the funeral business which is sad but you know it's good too yeah i have continued my work as an activist i've actually started working as a member of the athens pride board and we work to create inclusionary and safe spaces in northeast georgia for lgbtq people and i'm really excited about that work that's awesome and you know i love athens pride so yes speaking of pride i'm happy to let you and everyone else know that funeral stories has decided to donate a portion of the proceeds from ticket sales to our live podcast on september 27th at the 40 watt to athens pride are you kidding i promise Uh, casey that's awesome (laughs) thank you so much we're happy to do it and we're actually able to do this because of some really really great sponsors like true you southeast have you heard of them now you know i like to act like i know everything but i have to admit i don't know who they are tell me more that's okay i really love them because they are a secular lgbtq affirming practice that works with clients that struggle with anxiety depression gender identity relationship stress and existential spiritual concerns god knows that i've had my fair share of those so are they located here in georgia yeah they actually are okay well uh let me pull out my phone real quick i'm gonna google them um, (laughs) and i'm sure you're gonna tell everybody a little bit more about them (laughs) of course get to googling honey so they see clients one-on-one in their decatur office but for residents outside of decatur and in south carolina they also do video sessions which is really nice and convenient considering how hard it can be for in-person therapy sometimes tell it Mm -hmm. i know they have a knowledgeable understanding and competent staff that has been extensively trained in working with our gay lesbian transgender and non-binary community 
Okay, yeah. So, like, I've spent some time sitting over here looking on their website, mm-hmm. and they really do seem like a good company. You know, it's important for me with the nonprofit work I'm doing Absolutely. to connect individuals with people like this. So, I know that on the podcast, you and Laura actually have talked a lot about the importance of self-care and mental health. So, this is really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, we always say that we're not professionals. We're mm-hmm. simply advocates. So, that's why I'm really, really glad to team up with a company like True Southeast, especially because they also offer corporate training and education for other healthcare professionals. And we we all know those are environments where more education regarding the LGBTQIA community is definitely needed. You can say that again. So <laughs> if you need help sitting with your grief from people who are non-judgmental, accepting and affirming, this place seems amazing. Casey, do you mind if I read this one blurb that I just found on their website sure, real quick? Sure, yeah, I'd love that. Okay, it says, the simple act of sitting with someone and being heard, seen, and acknowledged is both powerful and affirming. If you don't know what to say or how to start, that's okay. They gently guide the conversation, and if you need quiet time to simply think and ponder, that's okay, mm-hmm. too. Kind of sounds like what I said, I but love we love a good professional. Yes, amen. So <laughs> be sure to check them out at www.trueyouthsoutheast.com. Or call them at 404-800-7586. So, Laura. So, Casey. A little off topic for us, but... Yeah. Well, I got... It's not, though, because I love to make things about sex. Yes, you do. Because that's my, I'm that bitch. Yeah. So, have you ever been to Sexy Sue's? I have been to Sexy Sue's. Oh, my God. It's the best. It's the best. By far the best couple store I've ever been to. Or just, like, straight up sex store. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I love it because I, I, I went to my first sex shop when I, quote unquote, sex shop when I was, like, 18 and I remember driving there late at night because my vibrator broke. <laughs> and I went in. I must get off tonight. Honestly, though. Yeah. Like, yeah girls got to get it. Yeah. So I went and I walked in and felt immediately creeped out. Yeah. So uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, I'll do this again until I found sexy suits. Yes, because they are very. There's no icky. There's no ick factor. There's no shame. No. Also, you walk in, it's like the most beautiful lighting. I'll never forget when I walked in for the first time and expected that same feeling of shame. And the first thing I saw was lingerie that fit me. Yes. Big deal. Huge deal. Very, no pun intended. (laughs) But big deal. Yeah. Because they carried up to size 3X. Yes. And that made me feel... And it was sexy lingerie. Right. It wasn't like your typical run-of-the-mill lingerie. It was like shit that made me feel good. And the staff made me feel good. Right. Which so is the very important. the fact that me, as a plus-size woman, was comfortable to try on in front of someone and then ask for their opinion. Yes. They became my friends as soon as I walked in. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like a very body-positive, sex-positive, anti-shaming safe space. Yes. Staff is very educated and non-judgmental. Judgmental. Yes, because yeah. I'm more of a pillow princess myself, but <laughs> I do love a pair of hot pants that, you know, you can look good while you're being inconspicuous with your sexiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, me, I'm like, I want my tits out, my ass out, all of it out. Give me, you know what? I'm going to hold the dildo. I'm going <laughs> to let them know. That's what's great about sexy suits because they've got something for every kind of they sexy. Do. And if they don't have what you want, you let them know. And they'll order it they'll for you. They'll order it for you. They don't even they just want to make you happy. Yes. Um, and honestly, after I had Layla, things kind of died down in the bedroom. And they really helped us put the spark back in. Well, that's and they important. do that for all kinds of couples. Right. It's not just hetero couples. Yeah. Which is what I love. Do you know that they were voted flagpole, uh, flagpole favorite naughty business eight years in a row? I did not know that, but I sure believe it. Hell yeah, girl. They're amazing. And they have two locations. Well... They have a sister store in Rome, Georgia. Oh, okay. Called the Love Library. <laughs> so listen, guys, if you're trying to get your groove on by yourself or with somebody else, it does not matter. Please check out Sexy Sue's on Instagram, Sexy Sue's Athens, or on Facebook, Sexy Sue's Couples Boutique. And if you're local, please go to 4124 Atlanta Highway. So we love you guys. Bye. Get your groove on. Brown chicken, wow, wow. Brown chicken, black cow. <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't see um, Buckingham Palace, but I w- wanted to see Boadicea's. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, is, that, is that the only statue? Yes. Okay. That's really the only... I looked up where there might be some other monument or some sort of dedication to her anywhere in Britain. And there might be more, but that's the only one I could find. Weird. And yeah. So, but after her three victories, the, they, things started turning in a bad direction and the Romans rallied and eventually crushed the revolts, executing thousands of, of the Icena and taking the rest as slaves. So... <laughs> What happened to Boadicea? Mm-hmm. Though her moment in time was short, Boadicea is a towering figure of British history. She has been lauded for her defense of Britain from excessive taxation, property loss, and enslave- enslavement under the Roman Empire. Historian Cassius Dio says, It is thought that fearing capture and torture, Boadicea fled home to her kingdom in southern Britain after the final battle, during which her forces were massacred. Although Dow describes a lavish burial, the locations of neither her death nor the battle are known. Mm. Did she die during the battle? Richard Hingley of Durham University, if the queen died in battle, the remains would probably have been cleared away along with weapons and debris, leaving little to find. It is unlikely that Boadicea would have had a burial monument. Most Iron Age people in this region were disposed of in ways that do not show up in the archaeological record. However, he adds, that has not stopped a variety of people actively looking for the site. Mm. Again. Of course uh, not. Yeah. Shit, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Tacitus, Roman historian. So this was a, the first Richard Hingley, or no, Cassius. Wait. Yeah, Cassius was a Greek historian, and so Tacitus was a Roman historian, wrote that she escaped the battle with her daughters where the three of them drank from a poison chalice, most likely to avoid rape, torture, and execution. And that seems to be the most universally believed idea that she escaped. And then, of course, there are people that say she escaped and, you know, lived out her life somewhere with her daughters. But the what seems to be the consensus quote unquote is that she left with her daughters and they all poisoned themselves to escape what the inevitable doesn't that feel a little Shakespearean yeah (laughs) you know what I mean yeah it feels a little which like maybe yeah totally possible but I mean think about before they had been flogged and raped they weren't going to do that again yeah so but I also don't like the idea of them running away and living out their lives away like yeah. because like then it's like like these are some badass warriors yeah and like they so i mean they could have died on the battlefield yeah. they might have you know when things were turning escaped so that and just ended their own life honestly so they didn't have to, whatever they fucking chose yeah at that point i don't know your fucking battle mm-hmm. your yeah. struggle like that's awful also they're women and that's what's in, what's interesting to me is like mm-hmm. how history yeah frames women yeah because there's only a that's few a really men. good point do you, do you, like there's only a few men in history where it's like well so we don't know what happened but here mm-hmm. are some and i i'm thinking like genghis khan genghis khan like, but they really were like bad. he died in battle yeah and, and he was awful yeah he was like, terrible <laughs> yes but these are women that are just fucking defending their land but they're yeah. women yeah so it is interesting to me to see how like there is literally so little Mm-hmm. Uh, like you have you found one statue mm-hmm. tickets sold here directly under yeah it, like for yeah for not even yeah like and, and like and, it was like a ticket booth that had like i love london t-shirts basically see, exactly like that was and like we a will actually booth. post that picture yeah because it is I like, like that a yeah lot. I, I mean the just the statue and it's and great, there are but. much like better pictures of it online sure. like i could only get so much as a tourist yeah <laughs> but you should post that one so yeah but oh, I, for i'm sure. just saying that it is interesting to me because it's like the who knows how history could be different had right. she not oh, thought totally different Do you know what i mean yeah. like and and i'm not saying it at all british culture or whatever has done her wrong i just think like 
this is not just starting now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is a long, long time history. battle yeah. of, of women trying to get equal. And you, I mean, what you said makes so much sense. And I hadn't even thought about that, the way they frame women. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she probably ran off and poisoned herself, which is uh, thought of as a woman's woman's way <sighs> yeah. of... When have you ever heard of like a, a great histor- like historical figure, yeah. warrior that poisoned himself yeah no i heard about juliet yeah pretending mm-hmm. you know what i mean like oh that's yeah. like that's why i said that seems very shakespearean well i mean but they say that about what like poison is a woman's weapon oh, exactly i mean that's yeah i was gonna kill someone yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean just slip a little arsenic god i can you know, never commit a murder because of this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i'm just saying like i wish I wish there was just as much interest in that. Exactly. That was what was so sad to me yeah. was there was, there were these statues of, like I said, old white men. I don't even <laughs> remember which ones they were because I wasn't interested. I was just trying to get to Good. her statue, but there were people like we had to walk through people taking pictures of these other statues and no one's paying her any attention. Yeah. Her and her daughters are getting no attention. Well, good for you for fucking people. being there. But that was just so strange to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is crazy. Okay, so keep going. Sorry. So, theories of her burial site. Hampstead Heath, the site rumored to be her final resting place, has been excavated. I'm just doing a few of them because there are like 20. So a bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of people try to claim like this is where she might. How would they even identify for sure? I don't think that they could. Yeah. Because they don't have. I mean. It'd have to be like they were buried with a thing. Yeah. That said, here lies. (laughs) Or or, or like a a, a specific belonging. But if they were raped and pillaged, they probably don't have much to carry with them. Well, yeah. So the site rumored to be her final resting place in Hampstead Heath has been excavated, but nothing has been found. Still, the Order of Bards, Ovets, and Druids still place wreaths on the mound during the solstice. The Druids explained she was cremated, hence the lack of a body in her mound. Wait, they still do it to this day? Yeah. Like, during the solstice. So, in Peckham Rye, another rumored rumored burial place for Boadicea, in a report submitted in 1905 after protests against the enclosure of One Tree Hill... Counselor John Nesbitt couldn't re- Hill. <laughs> I know that's an show. area. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't resist wandering around the nearby Rye and imagining it as the site of Dicini's last stand. How the rebel chariots made it across the first century Thames was not considered. <laughs> Wait, I'm not following. So um, there was a, a site that they were, that's always been a rumored burial place of hers. Uh-huh. And. Um, what was happening that they were trying to put some sort of enclosure like the equivalent of you know trying to put a, a mall in, on a historical land mark, oh enclosure know. yeah like i'm thinking enclosure like a, a brick wall around it to protect it no, like uh i'm not real sure what the enclosure is but it was something that would i guess destroy destroy the okay. integrity of the site yeah. in some way and so the counselor at the time was walking around and trying to imagine that this might have been the place of their last stand. However, it's across the Thames, so the <laughs> doesn't necessarily make any sense because yeah. how would they have crossed the Thames? So fucking girl power, man. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Go power for the river. <laughs> the Spice Girls. Yeah. They were listening to Wannabe, and uh, they just fucking crossed the Thames. So, and this one is interesting. King's so, wait, what happened? We don't know what happened there. No. They, inclo- they put it. I'm not they sure if they anyway. enclosed it. Or, I'm sure they did. Yeah, we can just yeah. we'll Google Earth yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, King's Cross Station. Fantastic and substantiated rumors profess that the Queen is buried under platform 8, 9, or 10 at London's King's Cross Railway, Railway Station. Yet, no traces of her have been found in this or any other location. The rumor began after the discovery of an elephant and a flint axe in a gravel pit at the top of Gray's Inn Road. In 1715, John Bagford published a theory that the elephant had been brought over by the Romans and the flint was a spearhead of a British warrior who fought them. This combined with John Nelson's History of Islington, published in 1811, stating that 
Battle Bridge was so called because of Boadicea's last stand. So those are the sort of what made this rumor start. Mm -hmm. So the thing about these theories is that the spear slash axe (laughs) was of the Neolithic period and the elephant elephant of the same time, so not the same time period, and Battle Bridge is called so due to corruption of older names for the area, like Bradford Bridge and Batford Bridge. And so it just became known as, you know, as a corruption of those words, Battle Bridge. And so just to help you out with dates here, the Neolithic period <laughs> was the new Stone Age. and marks the transition in human history from small nomadic tribes to larger agricultural I do sediments. know Neolithic, but I don't know that our listeners do. And I also don't know the time. So that would be, it marks the earliest civilizations beginning 10,000 B.C. Okay. To 1700 B.C. Ooh, that was not what I would have guessed. (laughs) Nope. In Britain. It it varies a little bit in different... Sure. Yeah, Because, you know... Because they didn't have a fucking AIM, AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Hey, guys, you should do this. Guys, just found this out. Super cool. Send. (laughs) Yeah. Bing. Cool. We're on it. Send a fax. Send a carrier pigeon. (laughs) Hedwig. This was... (laughs) Send Hedwig. Send Hedwig. Don't send Hedwig. This would also be the period when our ancestors enjoyed balancing large stones atop one another. So Stonehenge and such would have been Neolithic period. So a little bit before her time. Yeah. So... Not it. That's... Even though that's a theory, it's pretty disproved at this point. But people still like to speculate. Um, the area of Birdlip in 1879. Birdlip. <laughs> Birdlip. How's that spelled? Exactly how it sounds. B-I-R-D-L-I-P. Birdlip. Birdlip. Do they, do they know birds don't have lips? <laughs> Maybe it's like Birdlip. Birdlip. I don't birdlip. know. In 1879, a couple birdlip. of men digging for road repair discovered three ancient graves. Oh. <gasps> Our, it was them. This is, to me, it's the most. It was them. I'm just, the end, it all ends in funeral. Goodbye. <laughs> Solved it. Archaeologist John Bellows investigated the graves and recorded three burials in a row dated to the middle part of the first century AD. <gasps> that would be like mm-hmm. between uh, 60 and 180. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. In the middle, right <sighs> there. The central grave is that of a woman along with numerous grave goods, including an ornate handheld bronze mirror. It's her. Two fine bronze bowls. One was placed over her face. (gasps) Why? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm interested in that. (laughs) You'll have to ask. What's his name? What's his name? I'm going to call John Barrows. (laughs) Hey, John. Bracelets. Bracelets. The stylized face of a bird in a silver gilt brooch. A pair of tweezers. Five, which I didn't even know they had back oh, then. Oh, God. Yeah. Listen, women have always had a way <laughs> to groom. You remember old girl Cleopatra? Oh, yeah. They've always had a mm-hmm. way to groom because we have standards we have to appeal to. Yes. Even back it, then. Even when we're, we're fucking fighting the, to fighting the Romans. We got to tweeze when we need yes. to tweeze. <laughs> it's okay. a hard fucking life. <laughs> we, we, we don't have many ways to even the playing yeah. field. Right. We have to use what we got. Yeah. I'm an unsung slut. <laughs> Five cast bronze rings, a bronze knife with a handle shaped like the head of a bull, an amber necklace, and an exotic stone that possibly originated in China. Okay, so how do we have such a fucking boss-ass bitch grave with all this cool shit, Mm -hmm. ornate stuff dating to this time, and it's not her? Yeah. With two other... Just saying. Burials, yeah. Two other, exactly. Yeah, so it's three in a row, but so, the one with the center had all of these grave goods. Did the other two have anything? Sure. <sighs> I'm sure, but it, I, it but it does talk about how the mirror... It's hard to find information on yeah, this stuff. Yeah. How the mirror was one of the most well-preserved pieces from that time period ever found. So do we know what happened to those remains? To the, I'm not sure about the remains. I know all of the grave goods are in a museum. I can't remember which ones, but it is in the article. So, yeah, all of those are, were sent to a museum. Damn. So, the valuable and ornate grave goods found in the grave have led ed- experts to conclude that the individual buried were of royal or elite status. 
A number of other factors hint at Boadicea as the owner and it was of the female. Grave. Yes. It was female. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what that. Yeah, they said the middle one was. They didn't say much about the the two others, but the poor fucking girls that fought alongside her mother. And, and it were could raped. be that their that their skeletons weren't you know were too worn down from to, rape yeah. and pillaging yes. and fucking battle. Yeah, to tell what what the gender was. So okay, her body was preserved. Or no, we don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that interests me. Like, what was forty-two to one hundred eighty? Yeah. Burial practice. Yeah. British. Yes. Yeah. Um, Burial. What were their? I mean, we're not mummifying people. No. Obviously, but like, I mean, there was pretty much, especially in battle. And I mean, the men found the remains, so I don't think that they were enclosed in much. Yeah. Um, so they, it was a hole there in the a, ground. There wasn't a sarcophagus. Yeah. But you think about if they died at that time, um, they're probably, whoever buried them probably wouldn't have had a lot of time. They're hiding. Yeah. Like, just th- throw it in. We're like, trying we want to give you an honorable burial. Mm-hmm. Here's your stuff. We don't want it to be pillaged by the Romans. Here you go. So to me, it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So um, uh, British... Mm-hmm. Uh, where was this like in reference to the battles what that where the bird found area it? yeah bird sure. yeah fucking does we will find it out yeah we'll look it up um or you guys can yeah <laughs> bird yeah bird so the presence of amber provides a connection with east anglia the territory governed- in the grave yeah okay yeah um, the territory governed by Boadicea's tribe around two millennia ago. Amber primarily came from the North Sea coast of East Anglia. So she had a connection to like okay. a source oh, for her. amber goods. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. Um, Birdlip wants the region Dubonic, D O B U N N I C, Dubonic, was home to the Dubuni tribe <laughs> in the late sense. Iron Age. Some historians believe that. Dabunik was Boadicea's tribal origin because it doesn't they don't talk about where she was before she married a man you know oh, of, course of course she didn't she didn't exist she didn't have any worth Mm-mm, no Mm-mm. and that's the, why the daughters didn't get <laughs> yes. proper burial because or with their goods because they never married a man right mm-hmm. but uh, biblically they did yeah, when they were raped yes <gasps> and that she may have fled to her homeland after losing the final battle against the romans Others suggest the Dubuni were allies of the Iceni and offered to give Boadicea a safe haven. Dubunic currencies have been found in East Anglia, suggesting a link between the Dubuni and Iceni. Many Dubunic coins... Can I say that word one more time? (laughs) Coins have also been found inscribed with B-O-D-V-O-C, which has been suggested as Boadicea's Celtic name. Oh, girl. One primary, this is another point, one primary female grave and two accompanying female graves fits well with the possibility of being, quote, Boadicea and her two, well, obviously, thanks, thanks, Captain Obvious. The grave (laughs) (laughs) has pointed to what we've been talking about this whole episode. (laughs) The graves have been dated to the mid first century AD, the same time period in which her tribe fell to the Romans. So these are all, you know, pretty... Fuck. Yeah. But there I don't know that there's really any way to actually prove it unless some it's sort hard. of Yeah, it's it's with th- this long ago. Mhm. Like uh, information age. Everyone's yeah. fucking thinking. Yeah. Wondering, curious, oh, we're going to solve yeah. it. Like but also how long does it actually take for a human body to decompose? Yeah. In the ground, not being enclosed. I don't know. Yeah, I and I mean, I, I, the, I don't think the re, the remains are what climate. dated. It's the grave goods that dated the burial, not oh, of their course. remains. So, but I'm saying, is it possible that they were they died in battle, were thrown? I don't know to sea or mm-hmm. thrown in the ground with nothing. Yeah, and then we'll never find them. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's totally possible. So, and then these are just a few from the list that were hauntings and a, what? I'm sorry, hauntings like um ghosts. Yeah, mm, ghosty, go ghosty, Boadicea. Yeah. Because listen, 
I have crazy death anxiety, mm-hmm. but I love a motherfucking paranormal visit. Dude, me too. <laughs> and whenever I talk about ghosts, my eyes start watering. So if my eyes start watering, I'm not crying. It just always happens when I'm talking about ghosts. Oh, let's talk about And when I watch ghosts. shows about ghost stuff, my eyes will start. They're starting already. It's so weird. So, Girl, you are haunted. <laughs> the haunting of Laura Brooker Manning. <laughs> so coming this fall. <laughs> 2019 don't record alone (laughs) (laughs) so in cameringham an area of lincolnshire a large misshape has been observed as it travels around the village believed to be the ghost of boadicea Mm, (laughs) in epping forest in essex people claim to see her loitering in the area in the forest what is loitering the best word? Because that's a crime. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, like, she's yeah. just hanging out. She's just hanging out. She's yeah. just like, this is my fucking land. Yeah, like, I died here. I actually owned this at one point. <laughs> so. She's just hanging out. She's, she's not fucking loitering. Yeah. So let's, guys, come yeah. on. Yeah. So <laughs> Fucking lo- loitering. In the Call area. the cops. Try. Chilling in the area. Try me. <laughs> so in, uh. Trelawind in um in <laughs> Wales. The way these names are, they just sound so like British. Well, this is Wales, <laughs> so it's spelled T R E L A W N Y D. It sounds so Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It does. Like just looking at the word, I'm like, well, that's Welsh. <laughs> Ghostly Roman troops have been reported patrolling the site. That is terrifying, my friend. <laughs> One one badass bitch just hanging out, mm-hmm. aka loitering, woods. yeah, <laughs> in the woods. Cool, Roman troops. Yeah, where was this? Remind me never to go there. Trillwind. Did you go there? I don't know. I'm not driven through it. I didn't. I didn't stop for a while. Did you see any Roman troops? No, I didn't see any ghosts. That's good. Well, no, there. really. Yeah, I, I think a few haunted places. Places are going to be haunted. Oh, I definitely went to, went to some haunted places in Mary. King's clothes. Mary's King. Mary King's okay. clothes. Three, two. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you? Mary King's clothes. Okay. In Edinburgh. That's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know why, but it is. Mary King's. Mary's King. Mary King's clothes. Yeah. Mary's King clothes. There's a a famous haunting of Mary King's clothes of this little girl who asked is- for her doll. And so, do you know anything about this backstory? The backstory? I feel like they told me, but we were drinking whiskey. Oh, this was in Edinburgh. Yeah, this was in Edinburgh on the whiskey. We will Google it and report back. (laughs) Whiskey Mary King's Close Tour. So she hasn't been drinking whiskey tonight, and she still is having trouble saying it. <laughs> I don't so know why it's so hard. To she's say. it because, does not roll off the tongue. No, it does not. But I feel like you were just by like mental proxy, you're drunk again. Yeah, just thinking about. <laughs> I'm putting myself back in that moment to see if I can remember. Oh God, she's what wasted. happened? <laughs> I have not had a single drop of alcohol not today. Not one. So <laughs> not one. You're, but you're being haunted. Over the years, people have sent them stuffed animals and dolls, so that so there's just this whole little stack of things that people have sent her over the years, so that she has her dolly. So she asks for a doll. Well, that was what they said in the. There was a a team that went there like you know one of these ghost hunting mm-hmm. teams and i think it was on tv and I'm whatever sure it was but in the yeah because that's why people sent it because in the <sighs> episode they said that a girl they saw a girl asking for her dolly so <laughs> but you know what's weird is i think about like savannah yeah, oh god and how fucking ha- and i personally goes to your shit have felt and been mm-hmm. i have felt that shit i yeah. believe it 1000 percent. um but why the fuck wouldn't all of these areas be haunted as uh, far back as they go another one in edinburgh the white heart inn mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in edinburgh but it's a pub and I hadn't read much about the fact of like how it was haunted, but just that it was one of the oldest pubs and that it was supposedly haunted. So I'm sitting mm. on the toilet in the girls' room having a pee, and there was a thing on the wall about the hauntings, and it said 
said one of the most common places is that women have reported seeing a man in the woman's bathroom and i was like oh god no, i gotta get, get out of here <laughs> let me let me out that's weird i'm just like why do you want to tell people that while they're sitting no. on the commode no, on the commode yeah, on the commode on the toilet no thank you on the loo on the loo yes so i've been watching misfits on hulu so i'm getting real good at british accents yeah i was pretty good well i mean people asked me they said are you gonna try to talk to the british people in a british accent i went fuck no i'm not doing that i was like well, okay idiot. hold on hold on laura because i'm with you but then the way you answered that question was fuck no fuck no you literally said you just you sounded did we i can, sound british we can when play I said back it? and the fuck no sounded british but the rest of it did not you were like fuck no <laughs> was I was not trying to be British. I know, but I'm saying that's what's so great about this is that you actually like zero intent. But after being there, and we've always you and I've discussed Southern accent and British accent, yeah. not too far apart, right? So you 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 said fuck no, like you sounded British. <laughs> that is funny. So ask. Wait, hold on. Wait. What was the question? Are you gonna Are you gonna try to talk to them in a British accent? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck <laughs> no. And um I don't want to look like a fucking twat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I said I don't sound like an idiot. But of course Gary and I to ourselves when we're Oh, um, you're alone. When we're alone. <laughs> yeah. And one of mine and Gary's favorite things now is when we were watching Game of Thrones, we went back and rewatched some of the older episodes. Mm-hmm. And there's one where kids talking to Arya like from her childhood and he said can't believe i thought you're a boy you're pretty and so that is my favorite gary was like like we'll be like you're pretty pretty. and so he was talking about like a pickup line what he could use as a pickup line i was like you're pretty i'll buy you a pint and buy you a pint (laughs) oh my god i love it uh my my favorite british phrase and i know we're getting off topic here. oh yeah but it's fun but this is what we do yeah my favorite british phrase which i did not know until Mm -hmm. i met um obviously people listening yeah my best friend jen from middle school or actually from high school she lives in la she's dating this beautiful beautiful british man that she and i would argue i am in love with (laughs) but he's become a great friend of mine Mm -hmm. Um, i love him dearly but he was when i was out in la uh at a bar with him he was like oh man i got so pissed last night and i was like (laughs) oh no what happened and he's like God, I must have had like 10 points. And I'm like, nope. What happened? He's like, I got pissed. Drunk. And I was like, okay. Who pissed you off? And he's like, I pissed myself off. (laughs) I got pissed. And I'm like, no, Pete. Who pissed you off? I had no idea. And Jen's like, just watching it like, you fucking idiot. You are a fucking moron. And that was when I learned that pissed means drunk. I got so pissed last night. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh who, who pissed you off? Why were you pissed? Yeah, but yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, did y'all get into a fight? Y'all don't fight. Was it my fault? Did I do it? I'm sorry. You know, like, but yeah, anyway, we so, could have a whole fucking podcast oh on gosh. favorite British phrases. Oh, for real. But anyway, continue. This was one of my favorite reports of a burial site. Under a McDonald's in Kings Norton, theorized to be the area of her last stand. So why would we put a McDonald's there? For a happy meal. For a happy, For a happy kill. So I'm glad to know that they do it in Britain also. Yeah, right? good. Well, but yeah. So we are related. <laughs> Boadicea is the only person who has destroyed London and then had a statue raised to her. Albeit a good 1,800 years later, the Westminster Bridge statue depicts Boadicea and her daughters on a chariot. Its creation was overseen by Prince Albert. Ooh, my boy. The statue was to underline Queen Victoria's power. <gasps> the name Boadicea and Victoria both mean victory. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So they were madly in love. Yeah. That's why. He's like, I'm going to have a fucking statue built in your honor. But it's not going to be you because that's going to cause problems. Yeah. So it's we're going to do Boadicea. Boadicea. Yeah. So I was looking in some books. <laughs> Apparently, there was this badass bitch. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of you. Yeah. Not cheating on you. Just be clear. I mean, th- this bitch been dead a while. She's been dead a while. Yeah. But uh, if an apparition came, that's not to say, hey, <laughs> I wouldn't. So, Albert briefed the sculptor Thomas Thorn- 
Thornycroft on how it should <laughs> Thornycroft, look. Of Thorncroft. Wait, what is it? Thornycroft. T H O R N Y. Thornycroft. Exactly Thornycroft. how you said it. On how Thornycroft. Thornycroft. Would look and lent Thornycroft his own horses as models. But he died in 1885 before the statue was cast and the project was completed by his son, John Isaac Thornycroft. Okay, so that's crazy that it took from 180 to 1885. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 1,785 years mm-hmm. for this woman to get any recognition yeah. publicly. And um, some of the stuff about her, and that's really all I have, but some of the stuff about her burial sites were said to the rumors developed over time because they used her story to sort of motivate different people throughout the years. So like when London was burned down in the 1600s, mm-hmm. um, the, they sort of used her last stand as, you know, she walked on these grounds. This is where she died to, you know, we can fight, fight and with the, Strength of Boadicea, you know, or whatever, like used her as a motivator for troops. Wow. And so that's where they think some of the rumors started about. And then, you know, during the suffragette movement and she became an icon of power. And so I want a shirt with her on it. And I'm going to go to the fucking heartbeat bill (laughs) or heartbeat law protests in Atlanta. Yeah. Next week. And I'm going to wear her shirt. Yeah. I mean, she was. She really was a badass. I mean, yeah. she united all of these tribes to make a stand against the Romans. As a woman. And so started like you winning. Ha- you already have this, like, we are not doing great here. Mm-hmm. We're going against the Roman army, who apparently they're fucking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they have, like, a, a yeah. they have yeah. rep- reputation. Yeah, whole, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah. Do as the Romans do. They have a, a reputation. Yeah. So... Not doing great. Also, there is this one thing. Vagina. I have Mm -hmm. a vagina. So it's not. I can't promise you we're going to win. But let's fight. Let's fucking try. Let's fucking go. Let's Let's win it. And let's not think about the vagina. Yeah. And let's just fucking win. And like the statue. Mm -hmm. Showing her boobies, her belly, and her hips. Yeah. She's a badass bitch. Yeah. I like her a lot. And so, and yeah. I want a shirt of her. (laughs) I mean... We are Boadicea. That's what yeah. I want. Yes. That's what I want. Oh, we should sell that on our website. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah that's the story of Hashtag Boadicea. we are Boadicea. <laughs> the queen of the Iceni. Without the rape. Yeah. Rape. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Fucking not please, but fucking don't. Because no means no motherfuckers. <laughs> fucking don't. <sighs> I do not consent. Don't do as the Romans do. There you go. Don't. Hashtag don't do as the Romans do. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so relevant and sad. Yeah. That we are referring to pre 180 mm-hmm. first century and we are in the 21st century? Yeah. Is that where we are? Yeah, we're in the 21st century. Mm-hmm, that's the one. And we are begging people <laughs> to not be like the Romans. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. She's a badass bitch. So, yeah. I want to go see her statue. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Can you move your ticket sold here, Booth? Yeah. Like, could you move on down the road and not be blocking my girl here? I need to pet her. Yeah. I need to channel some energy. I need to go find her. I mean, it was a really cool statue. And yeah, it was awesome. It It was was just sad the way you couldn't even appreciate it as, like, in its fullness because there's just. Did the other statues have. No. 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 It wasn't like that. That's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. Yeah. That makes me mad. Yeah. I mean, it, it was upsetting to me. Of course, you traveled fucking across the world. I mean, Big Ben's like across the fucking street, and I already didn't get to see that because it was under complete restoration, like totally covered. Wow. And that was one of my main things I wanted to see because yeah, I wanted to do the recreation yeah. picture of my dad and didn't get to because it was just completely covered up. So I was like, well... We'll just go see Boa to see it. Was that weird for you being over there thinking like my dad like probably saw this statue? Like, yeah, it was really that was it was weird being there and just thinking how 
I would love to know what bars he went to. Because I know he went to a bar. Oh, no, not Randy. I would love to know Mm-mm. what he did while he was in London. But I never knew that he went to London until I saw those photos. That's crazy. And my mom said, you know, she, she said, I'm sure he told me something about London, but I didn't. Were, were they together when he went? No, because okay. that was when he was stationed in the army in Stuttgart. And so he would, you know, get leave Where's occasionally Stuttgart? in Germany. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so then he would obviously yeah, so travel. When, when he was had leave, it wasn't like, I mean, he couldn't just fly home every time he had. Like, but they a, were together. No, my mom hadn't met him yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. How so, old was he? He was, let me see, he, he went when he was 18, 22. So him and mom, even he was four years older than her. So, like, he was a senior when she was a freshman. Yeah. And so they started, um, so my mom and him started college at the same time. Like, oh, because, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, yeah. He, when he yeah. was Military, done with his yeah. four years, yeah. they were both freshmen at Valdosta, even though he was four years older. So what year did he, do you know what year he entered the military or no? Um, it would have been the year he, we'll say 68, 69, somewhere in there. Because he was born in 1950. And he didn't have to go to Vietnam or anything? <coughs> no, no, because of the up. protect the... um protect the bloodline or whatever it is oh because his, his brothers were already in active duty and his father has passed away so there's that whole what is it called no because i know that like if you're yeah it's just, it's like if you're the only son you yeah and have to go surviving it's like the surviving son's rule or, th- or something like that that's crazy so we had two brothers that were already in active duty because um not fit for college and my dad was going to try to go to college he went for a semester at um in douglas and then he knew he was about to get drafted so he enlisted before he was drafted so he didn't have to actually go to active duty because of that yeah no wow yeah so he was in stuttgart a little offshoot Mm -hmm. did mike ever resent no 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 um no not i don't not at all and Andy might have, but Andy just kind of resented him on everything. Yeah. So. is And he's dead? No. Oh. His twin is still alive, but I've only seen him three Wait, Andy times. had a twin? My dad had a twin. Andy. That's Andy. Andy. And Andy. Yeah. So, whoa. Mike was Laura, four years older. Thing that, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Mike, why, why don't I know that your your husband, or fucking hell. <laughs> your brother, your husband, your father. <laughs> one of the three relations you could have. Your dad. Dad, your father, mm-hmm. had a twin. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. You've not talked about your dad having a twin. I haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, well, yeah, he had a twin. We literally recorded an episode about Harry Potter twins dying. <laughs> And you didn't discuss the fact that your dad had a twin. I guess so. That's fucking heavy. I just don't have any sort of relationship with him. Um, That's but, hard. Yeah. Yeah. But like when he came to the hospital, my, he came to the, he was at the hospital the night my dad passed away and I didn't know who he was. And. But you knew your uncle Mike. I knew my Uncle Mike. Yeah, they weren't identical twins. My dad and Andy and Randy were not identical. And so I just, I thought. Well, thank fuck they weren't identical. Because could you imagine (laughs) if you didn't have a relationship and he walked in the fucking room, you'd be like, or like having to see him at, um, because the only two times I've seen him since her at my grandma's and my Uncle Mike's funeral. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah. So those are, I mean, the only three times in my life I've ever seen him. And so, wait, so how did he go to active duty who andy he was already in active duty why because he he enlisted he wasn't going to go to college he had no plans oh oh oh, okay so i thought that you were saying that your um dad went did one semester he did. and thought he was going to be drafted so he enlisted so he enlisted i, I think that's the story if i'm remembering it correctly <laughs> Um, not your story, so who knows? Yeah. yeah, but I know that Mike and Andy were already like because Mike was four years older, so he was already he'd already done like you know he was already in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then when they so Dad and his brother, his twin, obviously graduated the same time. Yeah. Andy went ahead and enlisted, and my dad tried to go to college and went for a semester and knew that he was about to be drafted. 
or knew that his number was coming up and so and wasn't doing great <laughs> partied yeah. a little too hard his first Makes sense and so he just decided i'm gonna go ahead and enlist so he had some control over the situation and so he enlisted and he didn't go to active duty because no. the other two were were already in active duty Wow. I believe that's the story that I've heard. Mm, yeah, well, with, yeah. We, who knows? I mean, <laughs> so, this is, this is, yeah. yeah. And who would I ask? Yeah. <laughs> at this point. Here's what we do. Yeah. We get a Ouija board. <laughs> we call Randy. Because my uncle and my dad are both deceased. We call Randy or and or Mike. <laughs> Maybe both will come hang with us. Yeah. Feel a cold breeze. So, to wrap things up, um, I guess... Be your badass warrior queen self because hell yeah. It all ends in a funeral. Bye guys. Bye. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.